1: MyPatriotSupply.com Patriot Supply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Hey
2: everybody, welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club I'm your host, Michael McMillan, and here's your other host
3: What's up, I'm Bryce Johnson
2: What's up, Bryce Johnson? I don't know, I
3: feel like I have to be like, what's up, I'm Brett, but there it is What's up, I'm Bryce Johnson Yeah
2: Um, no, you're Bryce
3: Johnson Right, right
2: Uh Guys, this is our official first episode, and you're probably thinking, well, what do you mean I just found this podcast on P- Podbean, and now it's on iTunes. That's right. We're awesome. official now.
3: I know. Today. And you'll
2: be like, but wait, there is another episode before this one. How is this episode one? Well, that's episode zero, where we kind of introduce the show. Uh, and now this is like our official. Uh, we're kicking off the real series. We've got our first guest, who we're going to introduce in a second, that I'm very excited about. Yes. Um, but basically, Bigfoot Collectors Club is a weekly podcast with Bryce and me, and we're going to tell you guys stories from paranormal history, and we're going to talk about them with a guest, and we're going to talk to that guest about whether or not they're into some weird stuff like ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot. Sure. It's right there in the title. But this club isn't exclusive to just Bigfoot.
3: No. No, we we do ghosts and... Um, chupacabras. And chupacabras and other dimensions and... And conscientious projection and all right now you're sounding a little uh, hippie yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't do hippie dippy that's
2: fine we can we can get there anyway let's introduce our guest with us this week. We have a very talented, very hilarious actor and comedian and improvisationer um, he you've seen him in Eagle Heart you've seen him in Project X he's currently starring in Crazy X-girlfriend, which is how I know him. ladies and gentlemen, it's Pete. Gardner,
4: Yay! Yay! you guys will put some applause. Yeah, in. oh, oh yeah, for we'll sure, much more than that. Yeah, well, thank on. you guys so much for having me, Bryce. Yes. and Michael, oh. nice to see you both. Hi, how are you, Pete? I'm actually super. Oh, how did you feel when I told you what this podcast was about? I was super into it because my wife, Susie, is very much into this stuff. Really? Oh, she's very much. She's very much. She's taken me to mediums Oh, and a medium gallery. Wow. Oh, that was absolutely fantastic. And I always am kind of like, well, come on, really? Is a medium gallery, (laughs) uh,
2: is it when like those old surgical galleries where there's a rotunda and people are sitting up in the risers looking down at a absolutely at a, at a surgery, is it like
4: that? But it's exactly ex- like that, except totally different. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is a medium gallery? A medium gallery is where a medium, someone who talks to the spirit world, and I, you know, I didn't buy into any, I was just like, I'll just go for the hell of it, sure. And uh, she had uh, this, there was this woman, <clears throat> and everybody paid like 25 bucks just to be there, but let me tell you, um, the you two, guys got. Ripped up. No, no, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But the 25 bucks that she's getting just would never amount to the amount of song and dance she has to go through to do this with like... So there's like 30 people in the room. And she goes around the room and she picks people and she's like, okay, you tell me... You, I'll tell you. So the medium says to the person that she's really bossy. Yeah, very bossy (gasps) and very much. Actually, she says in the very beginning, she's like, "I'm, you know, if you don't believe in this, just be quiet and hang back, just get out." Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't want to struggle with you (laughs) anyway. So, so she points to the person. She says, "I'm going to tell you how the person died, and then you confirm if that's the person that I'm." you know, connecting with. Fun game. Exactly right. So she would do that and it was amazing. So she would see this woman and she'd be like, and it was amazing because these people would find out things that they didn't want to know. Right. Like, so she pointed point to this one woman and she's like, okay, you're, it's your friend. It's your friend and she died six months ago. And the woman Ooh. would be like, yes, yes. And she'd be like, and it's, it's, well, it's all throughout her body, but actually, it started here. It started like he right is here. pointing she, to his breast. <laughs> I know to that she's breasts. like, <laughs> and, so, and she goes, "Yeah, she died of breast cancer." And she goes, "Okay, she just wants me to tell you, it's just like, i no no funky stories or anything. She's just like, continue, continue what I was doing." And she like. Oh my God, she was doing all this research and she was trying to find, you know, like she was, you know, uh, getting money for, a, um, a cure or whatever, but she was like really doing all this research. And so she was like, you have to continue that work. That's amazing. And so her friend was like, Oh man, she's like, yeah. "So not only am I
2: totally bummed mm-hmm. out right now, I also believe in ghosts and I got a <laughs> project I have to exactly. work on. Exactly.
4: And then the best one of the best. Was that this um, woman was talking to this one lady right here and she was like, okay, it's your brother and he OD'd, right? You know that he OD'd. It wasn't an accident. And she, oh no, she said that it was a suicide. It wasn't mm-hmm. an accident because he OD'd, but he did it intentionally. And the woman was like, yes, we know that. And we like, how the heck could Whoa, you even wow. start to get that? Yeah. And then she went all the way around the room and, but she was saying about the brother was so angry and he didn't want to talk about your mother. He didn't want to talk about your mother. He kept saying that, kept saying that. And everybody was like, why? You know, like, what does that have to do with anything? And she goes all the way around the room the opposite way and comes to the woman that's seated right next to the woman, the sister. And she goes, who do you want to talk to? And she's like, who do you want to talk to? And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And she said... I'm the mother of that kid. Of wow. the, of the guy who killed himself. Oh. I mean, you know, and wow. for the 25 bucks. She's you like, cha-ching, cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching. Like, that, have, that, there's so much song and dance involved that It's amazing. It would be too much. It would be, just wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. yeah it just no. wouldn't be worth it. But no. She was just, it was really amazing. And I was blown away. And uh, I just I just found the whole thing just so you, amazing. So I,
2: you're a skeptic then. You're a self-described skeptic before this.
4: No, I see, like, I believe, but I always yeah, so I'm on I, I'm on the fence. Okay. But like I believe It's but, a great like, place
3: to be, by the way, though. Right? Yes. It's
4: not a pointy fence. Right. No, no but just but, like, happily just
3: perched. A
2: yes. nice real like flat railroad <clears throat> tie. So it's a real comfortable sit. Yeah. And it's got a
3: little And
4: just dip. you can really put your hand on your knee and just go, wait a second. I <laughs> got some thinking to do. Now. I got some thinking oh, about boy. this. Because I, I've always I'm always open to everything. And especially with my wife, Susie, she's you know, very open to all these things and talks about about all this stuff. And I think she's kind of, I think she's just off the fence and she can always hop back on the mm-hmm. fence.
2: On the side of Believer. Yes. Yes.
4: But she's always willing to, to be like, wait a minute. Are you afraid that one day
2: you might look up from the fence and you just see Susie going so far into the field? <laughs> she's
3: gone. can not You can't, she, she can't, you
4: can't <laughs> even hear her when you call her. I,
3: I, <laughs> she's in the upside down.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Sometimes that's what I think she is all the Pete. time. But, but then I want you know, I, actually, you know what? Secretly, I I think that if I think there's part of me that believes that if it's true, Susie's going to be like she's going to come and find me. Oh, so yeah. you're on plan- the other side and, and kind of pl- wait a minute. Well, that so was, you're planning on Susie dying first. No. Wait well, a minute. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm worried now. No, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I guess I am. Guys. Well, I guess no. I guess I'll just have. I might be in like the the downtime space. Yeah. Where they're just kind of like you sit here for a bit.
3: You know right. that was Houdini's big thing, and and he gave a password to his oh, right. beloved, and he said, if "I'm when I pass, if it's, I'll, I'll come back and give you the password." And uh, you know, because he was he was in uh, infatuated with the mediums as well, and, very much. Yeah. And and they're hoaxery, and uh, you know, but. Uh, um, he never, She never did get that password Yeah, I know, but, she never uh, got the
4: message But she, that was a big thing Yeah, in that time period What was that, like 18... Yeah 1890s? Uh, yeah, 100, 100
3: plus years century, Spiritualism was a, it was. It was a big thing It was It was kind of a con game Like selling potions Like, drink this magic potion You'll feel better with your thoughts mm-hmm. You well, know
2: And also spiritualism got really big uh, during and after World War One, because people lost so many loved ones that yeah. they wanted to contact. right, their... And also from the Civil War as well. Right, yeah. right, exactly. The Civil the, the, War, the, there was such a massive... There's two giant... That's, a, that's like a giant death sandwich right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. The slice of Civil War bread and World War One on the other. So people were like, no. really getting into ghosts and spiritualism, which mm-hmm. is...
3: It's true, but... And, it's
2: so spoo- and those old photographs are so spooky. They just lend themselves to... That's what I love is like all the old ghost trickery photos that they used to do because they were like discovering, you know, that they could like, oh, if we if we move someone, it's a blur, and if we have someone stand really still, it'll look like a ghost is moving behind right. this person. But you know, but that actually old fun.
4: What you know, we're talking about the you know my story about from. Can we we talk about that a little bit? Oh, well... Well, just because... Unless you have... No, this is Unless you guys have business you have to take care of. (laughs) No, guys. No, just my taxes. (laughs) Those are in. (laughs) Yeah. But is it okay to talk about it? Yeah, we want to hear... So Pete's apparently got a ghost story. Right. And now you know that I'd like... I'd definitely hang out on the fence... Um, But this story is 100% true. There's no part of it that's like, well, you know, I don't know. That's what I felt at the time. It's 100% it happened. But what's interesting is that just to do the segue, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because there's a definite segue from spiritualism where this took place was in our summer house up in New Hampshire, okay? So we used to go there every summer. And uh, the right nearby, like the cove over from where we were, our house was, was a spiritualist camp hmm. where all these people were very much into cool. spiritualism, cool. and they had a temple that they had out there in the woods. Pete, that's called a cult. Yeah, <laughs> but they seem or like the Path on True Tea or whatever yeah, that show is. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like really good folk. <laughs> right, of course, of course. That's how they get you, Pete. <laughs> so when I was a kid, when we were growing up, and we were staying in this house up in New Hampshire, up on the second floor not every night, but usually like, I don't know, at least once or twice during the summer, you could hear footsteps walking across the ceiling, okay? And it would sound like, you know, like it was like one, two, three, four, and would stop, and then it would go five, six, it would go across, all the way across, and it always went from west to east, so it always went the same direction. And so for years, everybody was just, everybody heard it. And it was one of those things where we felt like, Did I? I mean, like, it would always happen at three o'clock in the morning or like in the middle of the night. So it would never be like everybody was sitting around, like, what the hell is that? Let's go look. It was always like, you didn't want to (laughs) look. Yeah. And the one one thing I do remember, though, is that one time I was in the front bedroom and I heard it and I was like really, really freaked out. And I was like, am I really hearing this or is this just my imagination? And the cat, was on the bed next to me, perked up its head and looked up at the oh ceiling. creepy. so it was definitely definitely was a sound yeah. that was actually happening. Cats
2: are really good ghost detectors, and everybody knows that right absolutely yeah. they stare at things in the corner, they look at things like that if you're if you want to know if you've got a ghost in a house,
4: in your house, get, get a, a cat. cat get a cat they'll let you know <laughs> and so that's and so, wild. so that happened for years, and I would always come down and I remember my talking to my grandparents. Who were in the house first and they bought it like in 1960. And uh they said, Oh yeah, the first weekend we were here before we started making uh renovations and putting like wood paneling up and all this kind of stuff, they said they heard the exact same thing and they told the guy that they bought it from, and he's like, Oh, that's raccoons. That's raccoons. <laughs> so right,
3: that? right.
2: Now, listen, around these parts, raccoons like to wear
3: heavy
4: boots. And, <laughs> well, and they always walk east to west. Yeah, it's just <laughs> what they do around. Well they do. I don't know if you've ever been in New Hampshire, I don't know about You West, west Hollywood type. Yeah. So they, so that's what would happen, right? And so, as being a bunch of little kids, very much like Stranger Things, a group of my cousins and I, we would go up into the attic. So, we decided one time to actually go up in the attic. We mm. had BB guns and everything because we thought it was a huge. We thought, So, wait, you're a kid at this mm-hmm, time. Yeah, we okay, were just okay. kids. And so, we decided. Did you still have a mustache? Yes. Okay, great. It was of just course.
2: very light. Yeah, right. light. light. Like, Pete, just yeah, of see, course. we'll put some pictures up. Pete has the best mustache in
4: Los Angeles, in the business. Well, um, except for Tom. Tom Selleck. He shaved it. Did he? Yeah, he let it go. And he now it's it just backwards. you, buddy, on top, really? <laughs> oh, on top of the pyramid. on top of the pyramid. So anyway, so I uh so we went up there and we looked and also, we were expecting there to be like a, an attic, like a big room, like where somebody could be walking around, or, or that they're whatever. And it was tiny; it was like a crawl space. Right. And also, there was no floor; it was parallel beams going this way, so nobody could really be walk. It was like there was no place to be walking. Sure. And so we were up there, and we we're looking around. And of course, you know, being kids, we had like BB guns and a twenty two. That was like big artillery. Right. Having the twenty two rifle, because we thought we were going to find a big raccoon in there. Did and you the, let off some rounds just for the hell yeah, of it? Yeah. I
3: was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah! Yeah.
4: them off! And and we looked at all the corners, and there was no, there was nothing, there was no holes, there was no way an animal could get in there. So we were like, whoa, this is, this is legit. And then years later, I'm a little bit older, I'm probably like 17, 18 years old, and there's these older folks that are up on the road looking down at our house. And we're like, oh, I I said, oh, hi, what's going on? And whatever, and they're like, I was up in this tree house hanging out, probably smoking a number. Sure. And, uh. (laughs) And they came. They came by, and I, I said hi to them. And I said, uh, "What are you guys doing?" They're like, "We used to live here. This used to be our house." And they pointed to this older woman. And it's like she was actually like a little girl back when this house was first built in 1907. And she You're like, whatever, old people. I know. I did. Fuck off. I'm hotboxing a house Fuck off. So so I so I said to them, oh well, you want to come inside? And they came inside and they looked around and they've been like, oh, I remember this and I, that, that. And my husband proposed to me out on that front porch swing, and it was definitely their thing. And they actually showed me places where they had written their names up on the in the bedroom, right? And one of the cool things that the woman did was she sent us she sent us a photograph. Mm. Pete, oh, you brought a visual aid. I brought a visual aid. Oh, we they got it. a photograph. Whoa, we're gonna we'll put, put this, this on, up our... on the uh, from 19-
2: 1907.
4: Here's the house in uh, 2000, or yeah, probably 2000 something. Oh,
2: this is really cool. So this is like an old. This is colonial. What would you call this? Like Georgian. Um. Oh, the house. Yeah.
4: I don't know. It just turn looks like of, an the timey, turn a little, of the century. Turn of the century. Old um, house.
2: Victorianish.
4: And the old oh, woman. Cool. One of the other thing that the old woman told us was that
2: pass these sh- over to Bryce. Oh yeah,
4: sure. Uh, she said, um, when I was up in the treehouse, she was oh, like, wow. oh, I used to have a treehouse just like that. And she showed the picture, and there's her treehouse right <gasps> at there. Did she show you uh, her old stash?
2: Yes. Where she hid all her No, weed. she had it. Wow. Where she
4: was just showing it oh, off. Oh, she and, had a mustache
3: oh. and a First of all, that's stash. just a creepy photo of family on the steps anyway. It the, just, those are
2: all
4: ghosts in the so, photos. Yeah, all so, ghosts. All so, ghosts. So, confirmed. One of, these, <laughs> one of these women here, it's hard to know which one is which, but um, the I think the very youngest... Was the woman that came to the house and showed us, you know, um, showed us that she knew the the front porch? So and we're looking all. at a black
2: and white photo of a bunch of like old timey people
3: and right. kids with the bows in their, hair, in their hair, you know, yeah, creepy very shit, Pollyanna. very right. turn
4: of the <clears> century. <throat> and so, but one of the older sisters, I think the old the eldest sister, I think what happened was there was something that happened with the, a the divorce, Seagull family, and she lost the house. Oh man! So she lost the house for the whole family, and they. Uh, so that somehow I don't know how this worked out, but that the husband got it and his family got it, the dailies got it, and the Flynns didn't get it. Oh wow. And so she Conflict. was so bummed that she lost the house, I think, for the whole family. So we think that she was the ghost. Oh, the, the little the the little oldest the, the oldest one, one of the one one of the women on the stairs. Oh, on, I see her. Right? Sure. Now She's the one that you can see through
2: in this yes, photo. Yes,
4: exactly. But now, unbeknownst to, her, to anybody, um, my cousin gets married probably another 10 years after this. And so he. Uh, there's people from in from out of town, and one of the people is staying in my grandmother's bedroom, and... The guy comes out, and he was from San Francisco. He he was a banker. He had nothing to do with anything. Didn't know any of this story. Didn't know any of this background. He came out, or he didn't come to breakfast in the morning, and everybody asked his wife, like, what's up with Dave? How come he didn't come out? What's the deal? She's like, well, he doesn't want to really talk about it. He's a little shaken up. And we were like, what are you Mm. talking about? He's like, well, he's just... He's just very uncomfortable. He thought he saw something last night, and it really bothers him, and he's just, he's just very upset. And he came outside, and, he, and we were like, what's up? What happened? I
2: just saw the biggest damn raccoon <laughs> wearing a pair boots. of boots.
4: Combat boots. <laughs> Army issued. Here we go. BB gun. <laughs> now, he thought he saw a woman sitting at the end of his bed. Oh, all like in white or gray, and, but he couldn't make out the face. He said it happened in like the middle of the night. And she was just sitting there at the end of the bed, and he couldn't believe what he was seeing. And he like looked again, and it wasn't there. Hmm. But he was just like, it freaked him out to his core. And he told everybody at the fa- in the family and that breakfast, and everybody's like, oh, my God, that was the ghost. That, that was the... That was now, weird. so years, and a few more years passed. And we're renovating the house. So the house is, on, uh, is not on a foundation. It's just on pillars. And it's on a hill so that the every time the snow melts, it all turns to mush. And it just kept moving closer and closer to the lake. So we had to put, build a foundation. So we're building the foundation. And there's two masons that are down in the basement working on the, on the stone uh, chimney. And... One of the guys goes up to the truck and the other guy is down there by himself. And while he's doing the tuck pointing and fixing down there, he hears voices and he hears people talking. And he's yelling to his friend who's up at the truck, he's like, What? What? Wow. And then the, the guy comes down, he's like, What do you mean, what? I wasn't, I was up at the truck. I didn't say anything. He goes, oh, Holy shit. He's like, I definitely heard somebody talking down here. And then two seconds later, while they were two of them were standing there, they felt, this is what they said, they felt a presence. They felt like a cold presence move through them. And they were like, let's get the hell out right. of here. Classic got cold here, chill. Classic cold would, chill. They would, they would not come back. But after that happened, and after the, the foundation had been, cha- had been put there and the chimney had been moved, that was it. She never came back. Hmm. It was like, and people, I don't know, you know, I don't know that much about this sort of thing, but they say that there's like a heart of the house yeah. or like there's a central yeah. place yeah. in the house. And when that's disturbed, whatever. But we all think of it because she was never mean. She was never bad. We, there was never, you know, the only, there was only that one time that anybody even saw something. And so we always thought it was really, she was nice. Then we kind of liked having her around, but then we kind of felt like, oh, she's moved on. Wow. like She's gone on to whatever. And Pete- I was kind of fun.
2: Goosebumps achieved.
3: Yeah, that was, that that was creepy.
2: Great. So, uh, ghosts uh on the fence. I love this story by the way. Well, so, I'm not
4: I got to be honest. I'm not on the fence about ghosts.
2: Okay, great. I am definitely rock solid on ghosts. Okay, I just want to check a couple things off before we move on. Sure. Ghost, rock solid. Mm-hmm. Uh
4: Bigfoot. Um, I would say on the fence but leaning more than willing to walk around on great, the other side. Cuz we're about to do that. Aliens. Well, I spent a lot of time in Sedona, Arizona, where they, you know, they're like the landing places. Yeah, sure. Say no more. So I'm very aware.
2: Okay, great. We're going to take a quick break. Thank you for that story. Sure. So great. This is, already we're getting off to an amazing start. This is better than I
3: ever
4: imagined.
2: Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. welcome back to bigfoot collectors club uh now we're gonna go from that amazing story to our story of high strangeness of the week and uh each week bryce and i are gonna take turns uh, telling a story from paranormal history or an event or covering a popular topic uh, f- uh, of the unknown. And uh, we flipped a coin. Bryce is kicking off uh, the show yeah, first.
3: which I'm excited I'll about. I'll tell
2: a story next week. But Bryce, what do you have for us today?
3: <clears throat> well, so I thought I would just, since it's the pilot episode, touch on what I think stands as probably one of the best pieces of photographic evidence of... Uh, either a bipedal simian walking through the forest, or or a paranormal creature living in, in the woods, and we're of course uh, talking about Sasquatch. Sasquatch that's right, Sasquatch. Now, is it a
4: Sasquatch or a Yeti? Well, you know, we he like goes to, by many names.
3: We like to do Yeti in the uh, in the far north of the Arctic and the Tibetan mountains, and we keep Sasquatch closer to the Pacific Northwest.
2: Yeah, he sticks close to home. Sure.
3: Yeah, that's right. So, I guess. I want to give. Do you know? Are you familiar with the story and the photograph? And I am and familiar. Yes. We're
2: talking about. I don't the, know if I know the story, but the Patterson f- Gimlin film. This yeah. is the thing that everybody has seen. When they think of Bigfoot, they're probably thinking of the the picture, the, 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 the famous picture. where he's
3: like walking and he looks, he looks back, back. She looks back at you. It's actually a female. Yeah, it was. It's a, gonna it's blow a your female because she has. Well, we'll get She's into that. She's got pendulous breasts, you know, in the video, mm. and uh, but let me just uh, give you some context here, so. I guess God, where to start? So, two men: Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. Um, Roger Patterson, a, a rodeo cowboy and a good kind of go-to all-around guy. We're Bob-
2: talking what years here?
3: Well, let's talk about early, right before this happens. So, let's say the '60s. Okay. Let's just jump right into the '60s. Bob Gimlin, a Navy two boxing veteran, um, you know, na- a boxing champion for the Navy, a rodeo rider, and, a, and, a, and an all basically like a horse whisperer, you know. Um, still works with horses to this day. Roger Patterson is no longer uh, with us. He died a couple years after the uh, the footage, but whatever. Robert,
2: if you can hear us, send us a password. <laughs>
3: send us a password. Us a clue.
2: A little tap, tap, tap.
3: Yeah, so these guys uh, live up in the Washington area. And um, anyway, Roger Patterson became you know, kind of enthralled with the story. So he had heard and found some tracks around the Pacific Northwest. And once he saw his first set of own tracks, he, it was like a kid in a candy store. He, he, he lit up.
1: If
2: you go to our uh, Facebook page or our Podbean page, we actually have a picture of Robert Patterson yeah. holding up Bigfoot uh, molds. Yeah. Um, cool old little photograph there.
3: And so this is really what drove him in a sense. And, you know, so they live not too far from each other. And uh, Bob Gimlin would, uh, you know, to, to break his horses in, he would ride past, you know, Roger Patterson's place, and Roger was like, "Hey, you know, there's just some tracks. We should go check them out." And would be like, "Sure, you know, I'm going up that anyway, going up that way anyway," and and so that's when he would start to play Bob Gimmon, these old tapes of like people telling their testimonies, and you know, Bob didn't have too much time for it, but so
2: around this time, people have found tracks or they've seen yeah, that's or heard right. stories about. What is already becoming, it had been, to be known as Bigfoot.
3: It had been culminating in the late 50s. People had been seeing a lot of tracks around logging crews and stuff like that. Anyway, so it was around Labor Day weekend, 1967 in uh, September. And so Roger had just gotten a call from, his, uh, from somebody. Bob's not sure who it was, but a couple researchers out of Bluff Creek and they said, you will not believe what we have here. We are get, We are have. First of all, somebody left some equipment on Friday night. They came back after Labor Day. There are tracks all around this thing, small tracks, big tracks, bigger tracks, wow. right? Roger lit up. He goes to Bob. He says, we got to get down there. Bob says, I got a job, you know? Anyway, so they get an expedition to go, and, uh, and this ended up being, uh, you know, in October. They finally, Bob gets off work and and they go oh, down there working dude, yeah, no, absolutely, and so they they're going to 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 suss out these tracks and to find more, you know and um and what they're really looking to do is you know, and this is what I wanted to bring because so much of this story has been done and the and the and the experts have put away the 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 man in a suit myth, and i don't want to go too much into that, you know, um I just wanted to bring context of what what was driving Roger, and you know, I think it was like that the baby footprints, the mama footprints, and the daddy footprints. And so they get out there, and they're right around Bluff Creek, and, and it's just Bob Gimlin and a pack horse and, you know, and Roger's horse. And so he's got a 16-millimeter camera and his saddlebag, and they're really just riding up the creek because they're looking to get some more tracks. When all of a sudden, Roger's horse rears up. Now, these are trained rodeo riders, and these horses are pro. Bob Gimlin had trained them all himself. Rears up. He falls out of saddle, goes to get that 16 millimeter camera. What I love about the film, and you can see it after that, you know, look it up yourself. I'm
2: looking it up the, right now. The, 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 the
3: full me. one, sure. Yeah. But he stumbles to the ground and um, we're all filmmakers here. So, you know, but anyway, um, so he stumbles to the ground. He finally like moves to the set, sets himself straight. And then he gets what captures, you know, uh, over 600 frames of some of the best Sasquatch evidence you ever see. And. And what's incredible about and he tells Bob he goes cover me, which means you know because Bob had a gun. Bob says he never raised the gun, you know, um, which I think is an important element. Um, but he reaches over and he grabs that that famous shot of what appears to be a female sasquatch, ranging about eight feet. And you know because when she turns around, you see these large pendulous breasts mm-hmm. and and the thighs on this thing. I mean the buttocks, the mus the musculature is. It's astonishing. What what I love the most is what Roger Patterson would say. The look that she gave him was like an umpire gives to that person who's messing up. You got one more time. <laughs> one more time. Wow. You know, she gives that look. And Bob said he never raised the gun, but uh and then she goes off into the woods and she makes great strides up into that. And they try they film her off until and they tracked her too. And um what i and what i wanted to bring to this story now cuz you could look it all up on yourself is i don't want to go into a lot of like hey was it these, this dude in a monkey because you know there's been cla- every, there's been a couple claims of people saying it was the monkey suit people in a monkey suit there's so many people you know mistruth out there but what I wanted to focus on was this family of Sasquatch. Now, what I love about this is, and this is the first time this theory Shown hasn't this been Pete proposed. Right now, I just yeah. pulled it up. I want Pete sure. to see
2: Because it, it really is. It's a Something really to cool see. piece of No,
3: it's true. And, and, you know, and I want to just bring a little context oh, in yeah, it. Oh,
4: pendulous. Pendulous breasts.
3: Because, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Well, she was a mother, right? And what I want to bring to this story is that... M.K. Davis, another Bigfoot researcher, he's, he's looked at this footage, and he says he sees two other Sasquatch in there, and on two frames, there's a flash of light. Now, I offer this, and I'm not the only one. I think Rhett Mueller, uh, head of Big uh, Bigfootery uh, Facebook Facebook, he, he also had the suggestion that perhaps Patty, as she's known, after Roger Patterson's wife, her name was Patricia. And once they found those breasts, they called her Patty from now on. Um, they, they thought... I just
2: want to throw out a belated trigger warning for anybody listening about uh, who... Might be triggered by the, the repeated mention of Bigfoot breasts.
3: Yeah, right. Well, it's it's important because if you're going to make this costume, who goes to these lengths to like these details, you know? And the costume, the people that said they were in a costume, they said, "Oh, I wore shoulder pads, and we had a football helmet on, and a glass eye, and and a you know long stick That's for arms." The
2: thing that gives it credibility to me is, especially in the '60s, if someone were going to fake a costume. You know, Bigfoot was is and is still today considered to be a very masculine well, character. Me, he he's referred to as he. I'm let doing me show it right you now. some pictures. So, if you were going to fake it, you would think. It would take someone a super talented to make that costume, then B.
3: So here's here's the guy who said he was in the suit, and I won't mention his name. His, his initials are B H for the bigfooters out there. They know who he is, and he said he was in the suit that portrays this. And there's famous footage of him walking along, but this is the best their foot is, and and it's just ridiculous to think that he filled out those thighs, that buttocks, those arms, those fingers. Yeah,
4: it's very, it's very. And, and you when they zoom, yeah, can watch, detail. this you
3: can... is the foot of his bigfoot gorillas. Like I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I've
2: seen two, uh Shows where they kind of break it down, and they will show, actually, the tendons moving underneath the fur. They can show how the the foot lands. It's not a fake foot. And then the other thing they talk about is how—and I don't know scientific terms. I'm not a zoologist, obviously. Guys, I have to tell you, I'm not a zoologist. Really? I know. Um, I apologize uh, for lying to you, Pete. For yeah, because three years now, <laughs> especially
4: with the, the lab coat,
2: that's really what it's, sells it. I, that's the only thing I, I couldn't use my brain to sell it. So I had to wear a costume. Uh, but the way that the um, creature turns to look back at the camera, it doesn't turn. It turns its head and then, uh, like apes, great apes, gorillas, orangutans. They, the way that their neck is made, they can't actually turn their neck all the way around, they have to move their shoulders along with their head to look around. And that's how she looks back at the camera, she brings her body and her shoulders around to look at it. So she moves actually the way that well, I love that you move. mentioned
3: that word neck because if you look on the neck at Patty, and one of the original. Uh, out of Ape Canyon Fred Beck who Roger Patterson originally got interested he's like tell me about your Ape Canyon story for those of you who listening you could look it up but Fred Beck said these necks on these things were like bull necks wow. and if you look at Patty her neck is just sticks out to me it is like and you're going to tell me that somebody in a suit with shoulder pads and a football helmet I'm sorry I don't buy right. that I, I don't think you know,
4: it, I, I think it's definitely it seems like a definite Animal. Or, yeah. Or, well, or and and seen, I wanted to get back the
3: way, to, to the theory of, of perhaps what I think might've been happening is they, they had found these multiple tracks and there, I, I think they, this logging company had moved in on a family of Sasquatch. The tracks were seen. They were wondering what this new equipment was. Is. A month later, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, you know, people are plaster castering these, these tracks and now it's like you're boom, you've moved in onto like this family's territory, and when Roger Patterson and Gimlin pull up on that sandbar, she's like gives one look like because I think she was trying to steer him away from her baby sasquatch, right. and she she gives that one look back like you got one chance, take your to shot now, yeah. Uh, yeah, and she gives that what maybe maybe. I don't want to say like, cause I'm more on the paranormal side and I'm not the only one, you know, Bob, well, to on. This... we're going to get to that in the sure. next segment. Sure. I don't want to put too much, but there was almost like, you have to wonder, like, did she, did she give that shot for us? You know, to like for all time to see, right? like, Hey, this one's for you. Get it,
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you yeah, know? Take it.
3: But uh, this is
4: my good
1: side. Yeah, but
3: yeah, and you know, just to, just to give a little bit of afterward to that story, they plaster casted all of her tracks all the way up. Even they found like you know skittish tracks up running up into the mountain. The stride being at like almost eight, 80 inches. Uh, so so her stride from the walk was like, so that's, that's f- like was fifty. That's like six and walk- a half feet. About well, they think she started running up the hill, yeah. which is like oh it's amazing. Wow.
2: Well, and the um the thing that also is really cool you can tell from the footage is it's really shaky and jumpy at first. That's because she's scared the horses that's right
3: he reared they're the, on yeah. horseback that's right
2: and so the horses are scared they rear back yeah. as he's trying to get the camera rolling to yeah. capture her yeah. and so that's why and then i love the moment where you can tell that he kind of well, runs a little further up and studies the camera again to get her as she walks off into let's the play
3: with it for a bit right if you're out there filmmaking 16 millimeter this thing is heavy you footage is like expensive and valuable okay let's run it again fellas i'm gonna maybe stumble off my horse and you get out like come on like right and it Scientists, math, let's do the math. I mean, everybody's looked at this thing, National Geographic, Discovery. And the, and when they do the mathematical analysis, they've ranged this thing at like seven and a half, eight feet. The stride is yeah. genuine. It's like you just can't mess with the analytics. Well, you know? and this, I,
4: I again, wonder, though, this is the only thing that I know to be a little bit of a skeptic, is um, how do you sustain like a, an eight-foot being? What's that? What is it eating? What is it surviving on?
3: Well, you know, now we can start talking about: Is this thing a simian, eating foraging off, you know, berries and, and and small animal life in the woods, or is this thing interdimensional, like popping in and out of a dimension? And we'll talk about
2: that in a moment. Yeah, but I I just want to put a cap on the whole costume. Please,
3: thing, put it to rest. Put
2: it to look. <clears throat> Planet of the Apes came around after this, and those costumes. Don't hold up. You know what I did They're today? They're pretty
4: good, though. They're did, pretty good.
2: Go back for and watch it again. Do you know for what I time. did today? But
4: this is so far
2: beyond. You, you've seen gorilla costumes. You've seen yeah. bad movies from the past 10 years before they were digitally putting apes into things. It's so They're true. always
3: bad. And I thought of in my head, what's the best gorilla? Oh, Trading Places, the gorilla scene. And I looked it up. <laughs> and I looked it up. And you should, too. And Google is- Trading Places uh, gorilla scene. But both of them, are like... Ah, fake, guys, fake right. gorilla, fake right. yeah. gorilla. That
2: we don't we take for granted is that the the, the the mountain gorillas, the great silverback gorillas, they weren't discovered until the earliest early twentieth century. Yeah, that's right. And they were given a reputation for being these ferocious animals. So, someone in nineteen sixty nine making a costume that, especially, I'm sorry, in a rural area, and these guys are not like me, not a zoologist. The attention to detail that they would have had to put together to make that costume and that advanced for that time, I, I don't... It just... It wouldn't hold up today. No. It would not hold up today.
3: And there's just an eerie feeling when you look at that picture close up as your own individual and you look into those eyes and... And uh, what I think would be fun for our audience members is is do a little research on your own. Look for those, uh, you know, other. Are there other Bigfoot in this footage? Are there a few flashes of light? What I is watched, that? I you watched know?
2: uh, a video. I can't remember where it was where they broke this down. And at one point, you can actually see her mouth open and close like the, she's grunting and
3: muttering. Well, that's right. That's called like He's the. What, would, what would that
4: sound like? Do you think? I uh, think it would do I, this. I, I saw
3: hihihihihihi. <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> 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 Maybe something really? like that.
1: Yeah. What <laughs> do you think? <laughs> that's, good. that's better. Yours that is, is good. better. <laughs>
2: All right, guys, uh, we're going to take another (laughs) quick break, and when we come back, we're going to unpack this, and we're all going to talk about what the hell was
4: that. Great. What the hell was that?
0: That was good. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love.
2: Oh boy, welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club and here we are, first episode. I've already made a fool of myself. Yeah,
4: I, I would like to make a clarification. Um I believe that Bryce said that it was Roger, yes, Patterson. Roger Patterson. But then a couple times, Michael said Robert Patterson, the guy from the vampire movie. <laughs> he's excited. He's so excited today. So I, what happened? I, was it, who was, was, it? There? was he I, there early? Was I a,
2: cast our as Roger Patterson? I know I said Robert Patterson like oh a million times. I apologize, everybody. He, no, would, maybe a good, he coming, would Maybe he's yeah. Maybe he went
3: back in time. Oh boy, I, that's a good casting though.
2: Okay, listen. So now uh, we've told uh, our story of high strangeness, and now this is a minute for all of us to. Sit around and talk about what the hell was that? So sure, Bryce. Yeah, what the hell? Well, actually, I'm going to throw this to Pete first. Yeah, Yeah, I
3: mean, Pete. Since you're
2: our guest, what the hell do you think that was? What is this footage of? And and if it's a bigfoot, what
4: what the hell is a bigfoot? Um, you know what, that's hard to say. I think, I think, uh, it's hard to know how I did. Like I said before, how do you sustain an eight foot being? Uh, sometimes they, people say it's like up to a thousand pounds. Yeah. That's what I've heard. And then also uh, somebody said that the, the scat it looks the size of an apple pie. I mean, what are they eating? Right. What are they sustaining on themselves? So, so I think I wonder, apple pies. You yeah, just you answered just, your own I'm, question. Yeah, but I mean, like, would it actually form into an, another apple pie? Would just go in and come out the same? There
3: goes my interdimensional theory, right? Because that'd have to be interdimensional poop, right? Right. Oh yeah. What are they eating on the other side?
4: So much <laughs> egg waffles. We know this already. Now, I, I think it, I think it could be possible. I think it, it, it makes a lot more sense that it is a female being because then then the, it could sustain itself well, in when this people video. This, well, in this video, but it, because also the pendulous breast. Which yes, fantastic, great. But 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 but
2: again, uh, the mount, mountain gorillas were not truly discovered by. Western...
3: Well, and they're herbivores. They eat, they eat plants. They don't eat meat, you and know? And they,
2: they were rumored for years, but nobody actually saw one until like uh, the late 1800s. And that's why Tarzan was written and so popular yeah. because they were... Ca- Tarzan, Edgar Rice Burroughs was cashing in on this new phenomenon. It was like... They were they were not discovered until like oh, just a little over a hundred years ago.
3: You know,
4: um, so
2: there could be something out in our wilderness. Ha, have there
4: that been we've seen? any more? Have there been more sightings since the late sixties? Oh well, yeah. Well, so
3: that's just one of about a thousand credible, credible reports that are corroborated through scientific data. And uh, witness testimonial—that just stands out as probably one of the best pieces of, of of lore and story. And and you know the real bigfoot researcher guys—they they do the best work on that story because—and and it's out there for you guys to look at. You know they they've they've done all the hard work.
2: I think it is probably a a native species. It's something that probably descends from Gigantopithecus, sure. which was a eight foot tall. Um, Giant hominid that has since been extinct. So I think this is obviously, this is probably an offshoot of that that is very intelligent and lives in the wilderness and knows how to keep a low profile.
3: That do, yeah, um, that does not explain. Even Bob Gimlin to this day had felt that the beings had psychic powers. So
2: this is the other oh, thing. So I've, I've things get into well. wacky territory, which is not, not wacky like, oh boy, incredible but really cool stuff. And yes. I'm also open to this as well. So Bryce, well, you
3: think that this... So Fred Beck, out of the Ape Canyon story, which was a bunch of, you know, apes throwing rocks on their cabin, and they, you know, uh, Fred Beck said they even shot a couple. Um, really? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, hey, how's it going? Um, oh, my gosh, where was I? Let's see. Uh, uh,
4: Fred, the, the apes oh, throwing oh, rocks yes. on their
3: uh, cabin. Oh, uh, yes, Fred Beck. Uh, uh, oh, that's okay. I, I lost it. Uh
4: But now I wonder about this, Um, you guys, I know this is only your premiere episode, but uh, have you guys thought about possibly going to the Pacific Northwest and doing a show live from there? Oh, if this show
2: takes off, which is going to. I think it's pretty much going to. We're definitely going to be doing some road trips in our future. That'd be great. And we're definitely going to go do some
3: shows.
4: Would you drive Pete? Oh yeah, great. I have a van. We'll never get I have there. have a van that we could
3: trick out
2: pretty good. I mean, we'd He's have to get an sleeping awesome bag. van and a really cool treehouse we can stop and stay the night. in.
4: that's true. Awesome. I'm, I'm definitely having. But hard, I think uh, you know, skills.
2: I think that Bryce, your 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 theory is that Bigfoot is an interdimensional being that it. Slips in and out of some kind of portal. Oh, I remember our my point.
3: Yes, yes. Fred Fred Beck, who, you know, this kind of whole thing started there. he 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 was no stranger to saying I, I felt this being I was getting premonitions in my sleep. I felt this being was toying with me psychically. Um, so, and this even goes back to the twenties. So, I mean, you know, it's uh there's a lot of, so who knows? And what I love is, uh, and we talked about this earlier, just that, you know, the mystery of it all, who, mm-hmm. you know, I think it'll remain forever.
2: Well, look, uh, thank you for sharing that story. And we're, there are more episodes of this show to come. We're going to talk a lot more about Bigfoot as the years and the, the weeks go, <laughs> it goes years, then it goes weeks. Yeah.
4: This, is, this is the 10 year anniversary show, right? <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Um, but We're
2: going to, uh we'll be right back real quick with our final segment. Uh thank you for listening to Bigfoot Collectors Club. Welcome back. Welcome back to the BCC. Um I have another uh apology, <laughs> apology to make. It's Robert Pattinson. It's not Robert. Robert. Pat- Robert. Roger it's Patterson. Roger. No. I'm no. I'm now saying what the actor's name is because okay. I got that wrong too. Because oh, no. he threw me off. You don't
4: have to apologize for Roger Pattinson. Patterson. <laughs> no, you're, the ap- actor you're is, apologizing for me. Jeez. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know. Okay. Look. I know it's Roger Patterson, and I know it's. Robert Pattinson. Okay, guys. Get off my back. It's the first episode. I'm excited. Um, (laughs) Are you crying? A little on the inside.
3: Oh, my God. The
2: tears go down my throat. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to get
3: a (laughs) A, a photo shot right now Uh, for the viewers.
2: So, um, uh, before we wrap up here, Pete, it's called the Bigfoot Collectors Club because Mm -hmm. not only do we collect stories, but... Bryce and I also like to collect weird stuff, fun stuff. I like action figures and comic books, for example. Oh, and actually. Uh, the patch that is currently on our uh, logo for the show and that we talked about last week I was with Pete in Topanga That's right. I bought that patch and gave it to I gave it to Bryce Yeah. and I have a couple you can look
4: on you our Instagram you think that's a coincidence I don't think it's a no. coincidence no. No. I think you had to go on I had synchronicity to Pete called to me. Uh, you synchronicity you can look
2: at all uh, photos so I'll take this opportunity to plug our Instagram page it's at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram please follow and like us and you can see the uh, photos of the patches that I bought That are really cool When I was with Pete mm-hmm. Thank you That was my birthday It was a very special day mm-hmm. So um, we go-karting Pete,
4: do you collect anything? <laughs> do I collect anything? Yeah. Um, I think unfortunately I collect TR6s um, Triumph TR6s From, you know, the 70s uh, What is a TR6? We- a TR6 yeah. is a, a convertible sports car. You oh. really should just have one in your life oh, and then stop. Okay, and I got another one. Oh. I don't even you know have why. Two two I, cars. Well, you collect yeah, cars. I did not I, know this about, about it. Well, I TR-6s. had one and I got rid of it. Oh, okay, and it died. And it's just like really a pain. It's always working on TR6. It and I, if you're out there, send us the password. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're on the other side. And then the other thing I collect is friends. Oh, Aww. you're very good. Well, you, you got, you got just a big made a collection. Couple.
2: Uh, but um, I don't have anything to share this week, but Bryce, you brought something. Yeah, I did. I brought something, clutch.
3: sure, and it's going to be fun. So this was given he's to me. a. Uh, a, this, oh, is a wow. this is a plaster cast. This is a legitimate cast given to me by Cliff Barrickman, no who's a uh, Finding Bigfoot researcher. Pete, look at and me. I'm going to uh, take a little photo of Pete. And he's kind cast. of authority on plaster casts. And what I loved about this one is, 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 is I believe he told me he had a broken toe in that. And I have a broken little toe next to my pinky toe, and so me and that Bigfoot cast share the same broken little toe.
4: The um, little toe? How can you tell that it's broken? This one? Yes. This it, one yeah.
3: No, I think when Cliff was
4: explaining that it had
3: a, a broken toe, that one next to the pinky toe, I think. Oh, I the one be with wrong. the little bandage around it. And if it. I am, who cares? But... Um, yeah, so that's a that's a plastic that hat is taken. Amazing. What a- size would you say that is? I say that's a size twenty, right? Isn't that incredible? That's got to be like almost nineteen, twenty inches. Nineteen, twenty. That inches. is so cool. Yeah. I
4: didn't know you had a cast. Yeah, that's no. pretty
3: cool. What a score! And, uh, you know, in 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 the making jealous. of uh, Willow Creek, we did a little back scenes footage, and our and our cinematographer tried to put on a couple wood ones that Bobcat had made because he wanted his own. And if you you know, and so they put on straps, and he just took a couple steps, and it, I've got on camera. It's on the behind the scenes on Willow Creek. And he has the hardest time just taking a few steps on, like, nice sandy beach, like, with these wooden feet on. It's, like, so awkward. And it it was, like, flippers. It was really enlightening. It was just, like, oh, trying to put on big wooden feet and just walk around on the beach is Almost next to like it looks ridiculous. What
2: idiot is just doing that? I mean, what well, they're out there, you know, but what kind of you can't, I don't know, yeah. No, what about this? Better ways
4: to make money? What about exactly like we were talking about the medium thing, yes, exactly earlier? But uh, you know, um, what would be interesting is to get all dressed up and get the big feet on and actually try it yourself and see what it looks like, Pete. You're really pushing us into producer. some fun territory. I,
2: just, <laughs> I want We're to talk afterwards. Um, are you interested in becoming our manager? <laughs> That'd be perfect. I really would. I, I love, got some ideas got vi- for you guys. You've got vision. I man. got vision. He's
4: got, know, got the band. I love. Of the world it. is wearing bifocals. So.
2: Well, we got to wrap up this clubhouse session, but um, I want to say before we go, uh, Pete, do you have anything that you would like to plug for our uh, listeners? Just watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend 8pm uh, on
4: Ooh. CW. Yeah,
2: you'll see me on there too, and. Uh, uh, our next week's guest is also uh, has recently appeared on that, but you'll just have to. Li- Stay tuned. That's a little cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. um, what about the social med?s Where can we find you on Insta? You on uh, Instagram, Mister Mr., uh, Mr.
4: Pete Gardner. All right. Hey, I Mr. do Mister Bryce Johnson.
3: Really? Here's a couple gentlemen here. Oh, oh, look I at that. that was a connection. I'm just McMills. All right. Can find me eh. there.
2: M C M I L L Z Z. Bryce, you need to plug anything?
3: Nope. Just follow us at uh, Bigfoot Collectors Club and Mister Bryce Johnson.
2: And guys, we're uh, this first episode uh, is up just as we are on uh, we are on iTunes now. So please, if you're listening, go to iTunes. Rate us, give us a five star rating. If you, I mean, even if you hate the show and you're never going to listen again, just five leave stars. us a five star rating. Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt you. Listen,
3: this is just Clubhouse talk. Yeah, you
2: and know? If you love, We're not hurting
3: anybody. If you love the show, then definitely give
2: us a five star rating. Rate us, please. It does help uh, get the show out to people who uh, will want to listen. We would really, really appreciate it. Also, we cannot say goodbye without thanking our engineer, Riley Bray. Thank you for this incredible studio space, Riley, and all the hard work you're already doing. And also, our music is uh, from the song Come Alone by Sun Eaters. Uh, We love that band. Check them out. Um, Lotus Pool Records. Thank you, guys. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is
4: Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.
1: Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people.